Welcome to Triumph and Disaster, a show dedicated to manly creativity and culture. Brought to you by your host, Cameron McHarg. Hey guys, it's Cameron McHarg. We're back for another week of Triumph and Disaster. And this one is quite a bit different from the other ones. I have the dude on as a guest this week. And I, I kid you not, I have the dude from the Big Lebowski, Jeff Dowd is actually the dude, the guy who um, the dude was based on from the movie. And uh, if you don't know much about him, you'll find out today. I, you know, here's the thing. I, um, the dude is, is, he's kind of a mad genius. He's one of the, he really is like a living embodiment of the most interesting man in the world. He, he has done everything. He has so many stories. I need to have another episode with him, actually. This one goes long, too. We're about an hour and a half. But we kind of meander all over the place, and I kind of tried to steer him into certain things. But after a while, I just I just needed to let him go and jump into the whole dude rabbit hole and just go along with it. It was kind of a wild ride, and just kind of let him talk. And um, he, the dude, he, he look, he's one of the, he's super, super warm guy, super smart guy, really, really interesting guy, and it's it's funny and it's cool. And uh, at some point, uh, Peta Wilson, who is the star of La Femme Nikita, this is kind of random, but it happened. Basically, okay, so we recorded this in uh, the back of her. She has a little boutique uh, lingerie shop, actually, in the Abbott Kinney neighborhood of Venice Beach, California. And that's where we were outside and uh so she came by and she dropped in uh during the last third of it or so and they had a little talk I'll probably um then dude tossed me his phone and i actually took a little video of it so it'll probably be on the blog if you want to check that out at triumphanddisasterblog.com but like i said i kind of tried to uh steer him in a little bit and then i just kind of let him go it's the dude after all so here we go jeff dowd the dude from the big lebowski and triumph and disaster so jeff dowd the dude is it okay if I call you, dude? All right, cool. So I have so, Duderino. <laughs> so fucking much to talk to you about. <laughs> so much. So yeah, we're we're at um, we're at a lingerie store in Venice Beach, owned by uh, who, who's it owned by? Who and she just dropped by. Everybody seemed. By the way, <laughs> without a wire. Oh, there's a ghetto bird. She invented it. She just dropped by, by the way. By the way, everybody seems to know the dude here. It's like, she just, here comes uh, the femme Nikita up to the table and calls him dude, walks away. Everybody seems to know him around Venice. So, just before we go on, speaking of that, let's back up just a hair. And uh, let me introduce you in a way that people might be a little more familiar with. So, obviously, I think most people know if they're listening. So, The Big Lebowski was based on you, yeah? Essentially. Right. Not what happened in the movie. 
<laughs> right. Comedy. Mm-hmm. And huge fans of those guys, by the way. So we got to talk about them. Right. 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 Blood Simple. Another one. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite movies, actually. <laughs> right. But that's it. But so that's so before we get into that, this is I want to introduce you just because. So, uh, yeah. So that's it. All right. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One's a little bit of a loose cannon, typically, or something like that. Yeah. Right. Um, more than one. <laughs> yeah oh yeah he can. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they seem like such nice meek quiet guys <laughs> so how they do How did you? <laughs> I gotta ask you. So there's a lot about this. Stuff. So uh, several things. Yeah, yeah. Go. All right, do it. But of Jeff Bridges. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Like one every year, and whether the new model or whatever, you, or something like that. Oh, okay. He's a big dude. <laughs> You're actually a big guy. You're a big, tall guy. Yeah. But he's big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, yeah. So uh, I have so much to ask, dude. But uh, so a couple things like how. Uh, first of all, how did how did the Cohen brothers know you and to call you and and then I have some detailed shit like just minor, I, like a, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. That's still going on up there, isn't it? Or like the full card, a tarot card, or whatever. Right. Right. White Russians and uh, and all the weed. Oh, really? Right. 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 But you got a, you got along real well then. You, you saw it. I. What about the bathrobe? <laughs> Any truth in the bathrobe and the Ralph's haunts at midnight? <laughs> okay. Okay. To Ralph's at two in the morning. <laughs> Right, right. So, um, the white Russians have been there because 
Sure. Okay. Well, they weren't the same drinks the summer of 21, okay? You may have your standard drink, but the tequila sunrise and the dirty mothers and the... It's not the same. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Not going to lie, I would have loved to have one with you when we did this. I mean, like a theme party? Oh, here comes the lingerie people. A Saudi prince or something is over there? I know the one that AMF or whatever on Pico and yeah 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 committed mm-hmm. yeah that sounds good <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me in that bowling alley? No shit. So it's not because you were a bowling uh, fanatic in any way. 
Yeah, he just kind of sits there, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, they do a lot of that in all their a lot of their movies, though. Yeah, they're. Interesting. So, but so, but that answers uh, the that is the bowling alley that I was born in. Though it was it was uh, not the one that it was shot in. It was shot in the one that's it's not there anymore. Yeah, that's that's too bad. That was like on Sunset or what is it down the yeah kind of in East Hollywood. Yeah, but it was actually the idea was born in the one here in Santa Monica. Wow, I gotcha. Yeah, that other one was really cool. I've been to that one back in the day. Digital and yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. That's right. Right, right. Um, so bring this brings us back to something else. Then, okay. So, and I think a lot of people probably don't know this about you. They probably don't know a lot of this here about you. But so they, the Coen Brothers call call you and you meet them and whatever. And the reason being is because. You're 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 a producer, right? And you're you're involved with the Seattle Film Festival and all this. Other, yeah, yeah, all this, all this, and these other things that you're involved in that people don't know. You you, no shit. What was that like? Eighty two or something? Or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I've been there. The ski resort? No, no. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh-huh. The the forest thing, right? Right. Right. And this is when Blood Simple was not even out yet, yeah? Okay, gotcha. Right. I know that movie. I don't think I've ever seen it. 
Right. Uh huh. Right. Those are just those skinny ones, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pure. <laughs> They're rockets. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I did see that movie. I saw that as a kid. I saw it like on a cable or something. Right. They want to buy grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Get in there. Yeah. Right. Get your hands dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Not to say I haven't gone to the track. You're right, right, right. You're in New York. Like a scene from Network or something. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. shoppers That you saw that's where you saw it. That's what you know, that's one of my favorite movies too, to this day. Yeah, that 
that was a big that was, that had a big impact on the on Sundance, yeah, on the. Talking about Blood Simple, by the way, just to. Oh yeah, yeah, on Fairfax, right? Yeah. Can you talk, actually, can you back up a little bit and talk just a little bit about your work in the, as a producer or whatever else that you do? Because a lot of, I don't think many people know about that. So you're responsible for that. For I mean, for that part of it. Right, right. You need to finish it, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, filmmaker. We're going skiing out to do some business. Yeah, and you really did. Uh huh. Right. Okay. And then I helped on the market with incredible So but that's how uh that's how you did had started your relationship with uh with the Cohen's then. No shit. Uh huh. Yeah. With an audience. Yeah. Right. Yep, yep, you are. Yeah, nobody does they're the kings of black comedy. No one does it better. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Was it norms or something? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. 
So he said Hudsucker Proxy. Okay, right. With Paul Newman. But you're talking about raising how raising Arizona can't apply. Yeah. But sure enough. Oh, is that right? That far after? Uh, yeah, I guess it did after Hudsucker, right? To Miller's Crossing, I think. After that, yeah. And and you're still in contact with those guys. So, are you? Uh, what's going on for you next? Yeah, I'm sure. I used to see it more when I was back in New York with my mom. And my yeah, they don't live out here. Sometimes. So this is all shit. But again, this is—I I didn't know. This is all sh- a lot of shit. I didn't know about you and what you did. So all this, all this producing stuff. What else do you have going on? What else did you? So you, how did you even fall? In, was that sort of an accident that you got into producing when you were in New York and you talked to these guys and? Oh, right. You did tell me. You talked when we were talking on the phone. You talked about this stuff. Like, you open for my morning jacket? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's cool as shit. <laughs> That's cool as shit. You got the key to Louisville. Mm-hmm. Is this with like media all around and everything? Yeah. I can tell this thing. Like 17 years, I had a lock in this place. This asshole comes in here, takes me down, and like the next minute and a half, you know? 
<laughs> He's holding the mic away like you're not going to hear. <laughs> no, you did. Like when we were talking about, okay, for example, I, I, I knew that you lived in Seattle for a long time. That's where I'm from. And you lived there for the whole period where I grew up. Like we're talking about when the Sonics were there. I went to Cascade High School in Everett, actually. Didn't go to O'Day or Garfield. Uh, yeah. That's where. <laughs> I don't know that song. Ever high school? No, Cascade. Not the Everett Seagulls. <laughs> that's their that's their mosque. We were the Cascade Bruins. That's an old Okay, right, right, right. That's an old school, so it's been around since like nineteen ten or some shit like that. So they they've been around. You I can't believe you whipped that one out of your ass. How did you do that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, but so you lived up there, and, and uh, we were talking about the Sonics and the Seattle. Again, you pulled out the drug stories, the weed stories with the pro teams up there with the, you know, we don't get into names, but everywhere you go. And you, but, but what brought you up there? What brought you to Seattle? Was this before the movie? Didn't you start to help do something with the film festival up there? Okay. This is during what, Vietnam? Okay. Mm-hmm. I hope they didn't notice the odometer. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right into the Marine Corps. Uh huh. That's right on time. It really heated up a couple years later. Yeah. What? You're just gonna you're just gonna throw that out? <laughs> All right. We can touch on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure it's something to do with your dads. Most most dads being World War II veterans, and at that time, and it's sort of the thing to do, right? Yeah. Before things kind of turned upside down, and in uh, yeah, that is the Oliver Stone thing, isn't it? That whole story. Did they all come back? Jesus. Oh, fuck. 
Yeah. You want to talk to the dude? <laughs> We're covering bras today. We can touch on that. That's how it relates to lingerie. That's <laughs> So this is by the way just a little example of what happens in Venice Beach, California with the dude. And we're not editing obviously. This is all it's all stays on there. Yeah, I saw you working it. And then we're they working you. All right. So your friends your friends and uh how you how you ended up going to Seattle and and Vietnam. And you're talking about these are kids, these are guys that came from an upper middle class sort of families, educated families. Okay, so Ivy League guys that are doing this totally didn't have to do it, but they're still doing it. Close enough. Why not there then? Being taken seriously. Right. Yeah. 
Sorry about Kent State, but here's us with our lays on. And <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Home of uh, at that time, like Jimi Hendrix and Bruce Lee and Quincy Jones, but they all left. <laughs> Oh, okay. And you stuck around for a while. Oh, my God, yes, that's right. Wasn't there a documentary about this, by the way? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. Extraordinarily transparent. <laughs> yeah. And what was this event called, though? The Seattle... The, the Seattle 7... Yeah, and... Correct me if I if I'm wrong, but was this something? Wasn't it like a recruiting station, set on fire, or something like that, or a federal building? Oh, oh, there. Look at Jeff working the lovely ladies. So yeah, um, wasn't there some sort of a, like a, a government building that was burned or bombed or something like that, or am I mixing something up here? Seriously. Yeah. 
Start right, knocking heads around. Yeah. Okay. Well, this really isn't that big of a. It's really not that big of a deal. They turned it into something huge then. Right, right. I think that's why I was thinking of that bombing or something when they were linking you to uh, to the underground. Mm-hmm. You were right out in the open, just, just, yeah. Yeah. Right. Weatherman. The weatherman. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. Right. No shit. Right, 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 right. Right. So, were, did you work directly with Jane Fonda and Donald Sutherland? No shit. Huh. You have so many... That's why we're talking, though. That's why we're talking. You're, you're, you are the guy... You're like the guy who seems to... You have the most fucking fascinating life. You know everybody. You are you're like the literal most interesting guy in the world. Yes, exactly. You you're exactly like Forrest Gump. You kind of just were there kind of, and followed you around. Including Woodstock, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know those well. <laughs> oh, God, you can't just pass that one up. <laughs> we might have to do another episode at some point. So Seven Gables, I know that by the way. That's like an art house theater up there, yeah? Yeah. Okay.
you were okay no shit oh you did I want you to uh, well let's why don't we touch on that for a, for a second because I want anybody listening to be aware of this what you're doing here Can, do you, is there already a site up for this or anything like that or what should people look for in what time like in the near future this whole storytelling oh here she comes <laughs> I think women, women are like shiny objects like distracting you at every every turn right that was the manager. Okay. Yeah. So we're back. But yeah, so you, um, this this thing that you're doing, this the storytelling thing. Can you. Hey. Tell me what you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Like, what do you mean by that exactly? What you have, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Right. Okay. So infrastructurally, but but culturally, it was a huge change, right? But it's also slipped back, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Right. 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 That's a good example of what we're doing right now. I mean, this is going directly here. This isn't a radio show, you know? So, yeah. Really? Do I would I be familiar with them? If you're maybe or Okay. Oh, that little mom and pop joint. his name again? Mm-hmm. 
hard sale. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, so we're time to display a case, which affects the election. Of course. And the reason Hillary isn't going to work and won't work is because she actually kind of slightly believes, I don't think she does. What she's talking about are patches that might have worked 10 years ago, but won't work now. It needs to be substantive revolutionary change. It's an outdated modality again that you're talking about? Just like with the. Yeah. JFK? A follower? Really? Actually, do four or wasn't he in his fourth before they had the big restriction on it? Yeah. Yeah, he he wanted to get out, did he not? Right before he got killed. Up until then, yeah. I understand what you mean. I had, uh, and I don't want to, we could talk about anything, but I don't want to get too much, stay too much in the pauses, but we, it's okay. There's no rules on this, but I remember having a buddy who was uh, in the Marine Corps who, uh, I remember this very specifically after he got back from Somalia during this whole Mogadishu, this whole Black Hawk Down stuff was during that time period. And we were watching the news and he was like, what the, f- what, dude, he's like, none of this, what the fuck? None of this is happening. He was, he was saying, he's, this is bullshit. I didn't see, he said, I didn't see one hungry person when I was there. It's not about feeding anybody. 
he couldn't believe his eyes because it was this whole thing. And I don't want to get in too far about conspiracy. He had no idea what it was about. It was just about all these crazy warlords and all these things. And he, he had no idea what it was about. He didn't. He, it's not that he had an answer, but he knew that it, he he wasn't there to help hungry people, which is what we were being fed. And, uh, you know, I don't have I'm not here to feed into any uh, conspiracy theory or anything. I don't know what the answer was or what it was. I'm just saying that that's not. Yeah, it's something else. It's it's something else is my point. And he was and he was, you know, he was infuriated because he he you know, he went through a real ringer over there. It was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad over there. And um Oh yeah? Do you? That's 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 outstanding. What do you Missing arms, and, yeah. Was this on HBO by any chance? Yeah, was was uh, Gandolfini narrating this thing or something? Is that a different one? Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. All oh, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> right. That's very cool. That's very cool. Well, you you know what we somehow we were talking about uh, how things are changing with the storytelling and how you're getting that out there and and how basically everything has changed with how things are going, rapidly whether it's economics or whether it's huge right. Create a little community of like-minded people. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. 
themselves. You know, the right right to be taken away by somebody that was being really just in this way to be looking at both of the other things in the world that, you know, and change it. And we're at that time, and it's changing the entire it's not a mistake with the brain that the percentage of people who are under 45 are going for this white hair, kind of old school, kind mm. of not particularly charismatic, not particularly funny, not particularly visionary guy. Um, because he's speaking to a truth that we all understand now that we kind of move into the future mm-hmm. and not be living in the last century's rules. And this is, by the way, where I'm in a meeting about this movie called I'm Living, which is about a woman who's talking about the human humans and that's what she's saying. I'm talking about the meeting about the psychiatrist. You know, because of what was going through a changing time to be more opening their house being a pet for but the opportunity and the certain opportunity to viral absolutely Right, yeah. It's called the selfie. Right. Oops. Take a picture of your kids and your dogs and cats, okay? Scary fingers. We could have done that 10 years ago. So we've got a wave of possibility that we can just do entrepreneurial. It's not entrepreneurial. Promotional possibility. Yeah. That we couldn't have done 10 years ago. People who had never had the internet kind of take it for granted. It's like the biggest gift in the fucking world. You know, it's true. It's true. I would hope so. How would you like a few likes? Yeah, I mean, I had to look at an encyclopedia when I was a kid when I had to do something for school. I mean, I that's it's old school. I had to go to the old index card catalog in the library and do all that shit. That's unheard of now. No one even knows that it is anymore. Like microchips and shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And if you were born 10 or 15 years ago, it's like you don't even totally take it for granted. So speaking of that, um, you're a fucking, you're a great guy, man. And we, we're actually a little bit over time. I love that. I, I feel like we're just kind of getting started. So would you consider uh, coming on again sometime, man? And we'll, and we'll get a little more, maybe we'll try to be a little more specific because you have so much to talk about and so many stories. I don't even, I, I could spend a day with you and I'm sure everybody listening can think the same thing right now. Classic Tales. Classic Tales. 
and then the artists come in for the if you have anything because i'll put i'll put whatever you may have now on a blog but you know i'll update it then i'll update it and we'll talk again later Was that an actual story you just... Jesus. Okay. A real question? No, I have no idea. Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus? Yeah. In the Puget Sound? Oh, the big bubble helmet thing. It was, yeah. Yeah. Right. The frogman, right? Yeah. The first seals, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, they put like bombs on Japanese ships or something and shit like that or whatever. <laughs> right, right. The big diving bell thing. Yeah. So he invented that. So it, it, okay, and it could just expand indefinitely. But is there like a some sort of a fact checky kind of thing on there? Something that keeps like Wikipedia, I think, for example, has like kind of like a bullshit call kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is a pretty visionary thing. This is way bigger than what I thought it was, actually. Wow. Uh, That's hard to hear that.
Yeah, take little bites of it instead of which is smart now because that's how people watch it. So yeah, if if not five minutes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's up to but it's up to you, and that's how people watch things. Yeah. <laughs> As if you didn't have enough. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what makes it fascinating, too. You mean inundated, or do you mean more like on the bigger level, like on the corporate level? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Right. Lay out the agenda. Yeah. Yeah. 
delay on the path on, making the path the past interesting for us to I'm going to try to finish the That's all I want to do. Sometimes I can tell better than me mumbling about it. No, like you, like you were saying. Well, we're gonna wrap this up in a second, but like you were saying earlier about like comedy, for example. There's really no better way to get a message across than when you're talking about comic books or whatever. But comedy, whether it's a political thing or any other message, there's really no better way to get something across. It really lets people's guard down. Yeah. Well, people let their guards down a little bit, and they're a little more receptive. And okay, we'll close with this. As lines. So it's become the next Rocky Horror Picture Show, basically. Well, you know what I mean? The people, go, if you go to those, they break out uh, like uh, umbrellas or whatever in the theater or whatever, you know, shit like that. <laughs> it's a different group. What? Yeah. We'll just keep going, but we'll let the La Femme Nikita join in the closing of this thing, which is kind of surreal. You can just tell me some more crazy shit about Lobowski Fest until she gets over here. Oh, there she is. Of course you do. I just want to start. I'm going to interrupt you in the middle of something like recording. Uh, yeah. Well, you got to give her the mic if she can hear. Want to introduce yourself here? We're just kind of closing the second. He's going to tell a Lebowski Fest story. But yeah. What's your name? Who are you? <laughs> Of who isn't? <laughs> Just de- oh, the full name? Jesus. 
It's not about Jesus, is it? <laughs> Go for it. Today. So sort of astrologically speaking, is it related to that? So set an intention today. Do take some action of any kind. I'm gonna get some light. Do you have a light in there? Yeah, I've got one. I'm gonna find it. Okay. I thought I packed one up. <laughs> What's funny about this? I'm not gonna cut any of this. I'm not gonna edit any of this. Okay, here I am with two mics. Well, this is a complete scene from like LA story right now. All right, here we go. They're coming back. So right now, <laughs> this is. We're getting engaged today, Johnny and I. We actually got engaged. What? Literally. You know I perform weddings. Jesus! Congratulations. Plays Leo's sister. Uh, what the Django one? Django and Shane? You're an ordained uh, minister. Are but are you uh, in Judaism? No. That's an actual religion now, isn't it? <laughs> that's another seven. That's another episode. You know what the word dude means to me? What? Do you know what I think dude is? What do you think when you hear that? Dude. Uh-huh. Yeah. A doer. <laughs> He's definitely that. Really? Like a real solid dude. Yeah. You want to have a dude. That is about the coolest way to close this thing I can think of. <laughs> there he is with the mic, telling it like it is. Doing this in my space. Because the name of this space is Bye-bye. 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 On Abbot Kenny. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Welcome, gals. We're here to help you. So come tell your story. Is it okay? Sullivan's Travels Yeah Which was a huge influence On the Coen Brothers Coincidentally Sullivan's Travels He's a serious filmmaker He's a (laughs) For the people Oh that's what he But he wants to be one Yeah 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 Such a good scene. Oh, it was a, I think it was Mickey Mouse, wasn't it? I think it might have been a cartoon, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. But that does, yeah. So it's important. That's fucking beautiful, man. We have to, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you only, it's when you're in, I've got the talking stick, I've got a talking stick now. Um, When you're, uh, you know, to, to manifest, okay, this whole word manifestation, like manifesting things. Where, you know, when kids make believe, right? 
and they're making a, um, you know, they're they're playing, they're making believe, they're in a happy place, and they're making believe. So we have to be in our happy place to make what we believe. We have to be in a happy place to make what we believe. That's where kids make believe. They make believe in their happy place. So as adults, we have to make what we believe, but we can only do it when we're in our happy place. So, you know, unfortunately, we get the stresses of the everyday of just the financial, how are we going to pay the rent, how are we going to eat today, how are we going to take care of our families. And these are little things that, that take us out of a happy place because sometimes it's hard to come by those basic things, you know. And so people that are in the position of wealth and power, they, they're in a position to help a lot of people be more happy and people to actually make, make things they believe come true. So if when I'm in a position of financial power, that's what I would do. I would try and help people. So no, I know, but I'm saying, like, if I had the cash, you know, eventually, eventually, you know, like with Bill Gates and stuff like that, you know, those kinds of people, I can't wait to get up there with Oprah and be like, hey, Oprah. So, you know, there's 43 million slaves in the world. Did you know that, Oprah? I know that you were a victim of slavery. You've certainly talked about it enough. Um, not that it happened to you, but it's certainly happened to people in your past, you know. But the reality is actually now today... You know, all those ancestors of yours who were slaves, guess what? There's a whole lot more out there. There's 43 million of them. And having been a person that's come from slavery, that you've talked about a lot, um, you know, you've got a lot of money. Do you know it's only $500 to free a person, Oprah? You can free a person. You can get them out of the quarry mine. You can cure. You can help cure them of the, the poison from the mercury and all the crap. You can get them into a school and in a home and pay their slave person all for $500. That's one shoe. That's not even a set. That's one shoe. Imagine, we could just sell your shoes, Oprah. We could probably, just selling your shoes, we could probably free 20,000 people. How cool would that be? Let's freaking auction your shoes, Oprah. And guess what? For every shoe you auction, my company Wiley, we're going to put it. If you put $20 million in, my company Wiley, we're going to put $20 million in. That's $40 million. Do you know how many slaves we'll free? Exactly. I'm going to do the same with all of them. She just dropped the mic. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's really cool. I'm so... Drop the mic. That's like, just like, it's like a badass way of saying like, you close the deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you literally did it. Thanks for stopping by. This was totally impromptu, and I thanks for yeah. And we'll we'll talk afterwards. We'll talk afterwards. We're almost done. Cameron, that um, you know, you and the dude that I'm so fortunate that Jeff would choose that this was the appropriate environment. Okay, maybe the music is too loud over there, but I'm really oh, happy that you're here in the heart of what Venice used to be. We're the only ones left on this street. We make everything here. We care about people. We care about artists. So I'm really feel grateful that you happened upon us and picked us really as a place for you to speak from your heart. Thank you, mate. Yeah, we're going to plug you on it, on the blog. I'll talk to you afterwards. Thank you. I'm going to get back to work. I'm going to make some bras. <laughs> Go make some bras. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Jeff. Dude. Hey man, thank you. Thank you for being on. We're going to go ahead and cut this in a second. All right. So that was the dude, you guys, and Peta Wilson, actually, who I'll uh, post a little bit about on the blog at triumphanddisasterblog.com. 
I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, like I said in the intro, I didn't try to um, steer him too much. I made a little attempt, and I just let the dude be the dude. And we just talked about whatever. But I hope you enjoyed. And uh, I think at some point I'd like to have him back on again, and we're going to try to um, to try to keep it to to one subject, one or two subjects, because he has so many stories. It's just it's endless. And if you liked it, as I say every time, it'd be really, really helpful if you could just leave even a one-line review, rating review on iTunes. It would just help us, uh, help Apple to promote us. We actually made it on the new and noteworthy podcasts on iTunes. So it's starting to work a little bit and we're starting to uh, get out there. And and, uh, the more people do that, the more we're going to grow and keep getting more and more guests that are cool. And I'd really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Triumph and Disaster. (laughs) 